0: Hey, good Saturday night, everybody! Tennessee, a twenty to thirteen winner over Texas A&M, here to react shortly after the football game. I'm Eric Kane, Brent Hubs, Austin Price, Fallquest.com. Again, Tennessee, a twenty to thirteen winner over A&M. Tennessee now five and one on the season, two and one in SEC play, and then we'll hit the road the next couple of weeks at Tuscaloosa for Alabama, and then at uh, Kentucky in two weeks. But first, let's recap this one. Uh, story of the night. Uh, an offense that struggled uh, throwing the football through the air. Good running game, but points were hard to come by. You had a you had a touchdown. You had a pair of field goals. You had seven points coming from special teams and uh, y- your defense really, really stepped up in a big way. Tennessee found ways to win when the offense obviously wasn't doing anything through the air, Brent. Hey, what a huge step for this program. Yeah. Uh, Josh Heifels talked about being a lead
1: on defense and, and to do that means you have to win games with your defense. And Um, You know, they played, you know, for the last two years, the best complimentary football they could, which meant the offense had to score a lot of points and defense get enough stops here and there. And today it was offense, try to find enough, enough points and let the defense carry you. I think this is a important win for this program from that standpoint, because this is, takes you into the realm of being a more complete program, if you will. Look. I understand all the talk about the offense and the gnashing of the teeth. We'll get into all that, but what they did on the defensive side of the ball tonight is significant and should not be forgotten. I know that's a backup quarterback. He's a backup quarterback who started a dozen games in this league. Yeah, that's a, a football team with a lot of weapons on the outside uh, that can do different things. So th- this was a really nice win for Tennessee and a really significant win for Tennessee because of what the defense did for you.
2: I'm up there right now. I think Max Johnson gave, gave them a better chance to win than night than Connor Wegman would have. Wegman's a statue. I mean, how many times did Johnson. That one play where they called intentional grounding, the fact he even got a pass off. I mean, I don't even know how his body was. Like I'll say this. He was more. And,
0: he was more mo- again, he's not a runner, but he was more mobile he's than I thought he was coming into this game. Because coming into this game, I thought Wegman was more. You know, extend the plays type no, of guy. He's more of a statue. But Johnson tonight looked really good. That touchdown, the very first oh, one. Yeah. I mean, it was it was really the good. only
2: touchdown they scored. I mean, like he earned every bit of it. Yeah. I mean, like you know, Tennessee chased him around there and he made a, a phenomenal play. But I mean, the defense just is is, is getting after it. They're exactly who I thought they. Were. I'm going to continue to be at that home because I thought all off season they were going to take a step back on the offense because Joe's not hinting. And they had lost so much, but I thought they were going to take a big step on defense. And I know that Florida game still turned a turn to punch bowl, but ever since then, man, they have been fantastic. I mean, that defensive
1: line has been uh, just—I mean, thrill a minute. Well, here's the thing that stands out to me when I look at the defensive stat sheet: nobody on this team was credited for, with more than five tackles. Normally, when your defense plays like that, you got a couple of linebackers who just have go off, twelve, fourteen yeah. tackles. I mean, it's it's defensive linemen, three, 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 two, three, four. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's linebackers. I mean, it, it was a very complete type performance on that side of it. And it starts up front with this defensive line. Thought they had a chance to be a good defensive line. Rodney Garner talked in spring about somebody needing to take a step on the edge. Well, 27, James Pierce has taken... A monumental a leap. step. He, a he leap. took, he took the a leap. leap. Not a step. He took yeah. a leap in asserting himself.
0: Brent, I'll say this, man. I mean, and again, we'll we'll look at what the pro football focus stats have to say in terms of all this. But the official stats here in the, book, the box score right now says Tennessee had two sacks and five TFLs. But then you look over here at the QB hurry, which is the most inconsistent stat kept known to man in this sport. 11 QB hurries. I felt like Tennessee just beat the crap. Out of Matt Johnson tonight. No, they did. They
1: hit him. He all felt the time. it. I mean, yeah. they, they hit him. On. And, and listen, I think the last two interceptions were a result well, of him getting the crap beat out of him for, for, for most of the night. Um, and again, that's a credit to Rodney Garner. That's a credit to the buy-in that those guys have given him. Austin and I were talking about this before we started the podcast. Tyler Barron's buy-in right now is is, is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, I know contract gear, <laughs> We talk about that stuff all the yeah. time. But for Tyler Barron to sit at the podium tonight and talk about how many plays they feel like they left on the field, and yeah. they can't wait to get in the film room and see what all they missed, mm-hmm. as opposed to what they did, I mean, that's everybody buying into the Rodney Garner way of thinking. Because no. I can tell you this, Rodney Garner praised them in the locker room, he'll praise them a little bit in film study, and then he'll tell them everything they did wrong in Look the film after. study. Which is why they're getting better and why they're improving if everybody buys in and that group is buying in big time right now. Yeah,
2: and I mean, like, you know, they're, they they're just have body after body after <laughs> body they can throw at you. And but, they
1: did this tonight without Omar Norman Locke. Yeah,
2: I mean, like, you know, it's it's pretty impressive, man. And, and, and again, like, you look at the secondary, I mean, you got to give Willie's group a, a real tip of the cap, man. I mean, like... For all the talk about Kamal had, and I still think, Gillick, hey, I get it. He got booed a few games ago. That's kind of bush league, and and got to be better. You know, Tennessee fans have to be better than that because it was the starting lineups. But at the same time, like he's been Tennessee's best corner this year. He ain't even close. He I mean, made some he, plays he's out there tonight
0: in the second half.
2: Yeah, you go back to spring, and and that was all the talk. Was you know. He's our best corner in our spring. He's our best corner in spring, and he's carried that over into fall, and he's got three picks now. Gabe Judy Lally is playing fantastic, you know. And, um, you know, it's just been real impressive to kind of see some of those guys mature, And, and, of course, Tennessee's linebackers continue to get better and better and better. I mean. You know, Jeremiah T. Lander, you know, the more run he gets, you know, the better he's going to be. Same thing with Arian Carter. So, Tessie's defense, they picked up the offense tonight. Kind of felt like Mississippi State for <laughs> year where they just, Tyler Bird finally sealed it there at the end. But, <laughs> to an extent. I know. It, it wasn't, wasn't as I bad. know. It wasn't as that that bad. That's one thing we
0: all mm-hmm. kind of forget about. The gnashing of the team. Well, they went
2: for 237, man. I mean, the offensive line, they were fantastic. I mean, like, you know, they were fantastic. I mean, Jalen Wright is a man. I mean, my God. I mean, yards per carry. What was he tonight?
0: I mean, he was 130. It was seven yards carry again? 7.2 yards. 136. Yeah, that's why I went to pre carry,
2: yeah. I mean, like, how many? I think four games ago, Eric goes, well, we won't see him rush for seven or eight yards nine here. nine
0: yards of <laughs> carries, what I said. Seven
2: against defense. Did the, the no, Texas a defense line? is like nine or ten against anybody else. It was not
0: an outlandish
1: statement at the time. <laughs> no, it but it still is not. Hey, you're talking about the guy who called the run game stagnant in the stock, the stock report this week. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't think they had oh, proved it against him.
2: Trust somebody. me, you've already been tagged by Navy of all.
0: Oh, I know. Well, and that should have. But, hey, or stock guy, 44. offensive line in the run game. Real quick, I want to get to the offense, obviously, but just kind of wrap up the conversation about the defense. You brought it up, Austin. I thought the secondary, and again, backup quarterback is what it is. I don't care. One touchdown, two field goals. This defense, the secondary played well. Texas AM and at the end of the day, ran for 54 yards. I know sacks were in there, but this rush defense was incredible. You do that defensively. This is still the SEC. Sacks S&C. were
2: in They only got two sacks. Yeah.
0: You, you you defend the run well, and then on the offensive side, as we pointed out, Tennessee ran for 232 yards against a defense that was given up on average 84 yards a game. That well, was best in the SEC. Well, no doubt.
1: And, and again, that as we shift into the offense, because I know everybody wants to, to talk about the passing game and all this other stuff, play of the game nobody will talk about. You're talking about Cabal Haddon? <clears throat> Pass breakup coming out here before D. Williams' punt return? Yeah. If that's a completion, that it's route. not a first down. No, but the punter can take a full length yeah. back to mm-hmm. punt the football. You don't have probably the opportunity that you had to return yep. the punt. Just a, just little things like that make differences in ball games, and that was a big play by Kamal Had. The same way, for as bad as Joe Milton was, he ended up with positive yards running the football. Okay, he didn't. He only took one or two bad snap, you know, sacks. That was a hidden yardage that was important yep. for him to, to do. But this offense has got a long ways to go f- to find itself outside of the run game. And, and they're just going to have to lean on their run game through the rest of the season, it feels like.
0: Well, let's get it out of the way. There was um, the, the, the pass down to Nimrod. I said on the board, gosh, got to make that catch. All the replay. He clearly was interfered with. I mean, the guy well, had his arm. Again,
2: the officiating. I know every fan base thinks that it, that, that the officiating is bad and it goes against them, blah, blah, blah. Man, it gets worse every week. I mean, I mean, like they were they were calls against or non calls against Tennessee that should have been called that hurt Texas A and M, and vice versa. I mean, obviously, like Tennessee had their fair share. I mean, it's just bad.
0: You had, that play. you had that play. You had that play. Yeah, the Keaton drop. That I mean, what are we doing here? That's two that are guaranteed hey, walking hey,
2: touchdowns. One of the security guards outside the stadium I mean, me, I... came up to me after the game. He said, "Hey, do you think if we put Ramel Keaton back in number eighty, he'd start catching the ball?" And
1: I'm like, <laughs>
0: "You know, hell, that ain't a bad idea." I mean, like somebody ought to recommend it. And I know there's probably some others out there that aren't all on Joe. Brett Brent Hubbs, he, uh, he had a tough night. That's not winning football from the quarterback position. Well, and, and listen, I mean, Josh
1: Heupel finally did say in the postgame deal, you know, the throw up, the end zone pass, the interception was, he said, that's so a, a play we just can't make. So you bad. can't make. Josh Heupel also took ownership in some of the play calling because I didn't think it was necessarily their best night that way. They're clearly trying to grab and find things outside of the run game. Um, and, and they're having, you know, they're having a tough time with that. Now he should have had a touchdown pass to Keaton. That was yeah. a, that was a bad drop, bad yeah. miss. Um, he had a nice touchdown pass, good touch pass to, to Jacob Warren. I thought he threw a great ball to Keaton on the out route out here that Romel stopped the, on. He, yeah, he, he, he slowed down, and I the, thought that was maybe his best ball tonight. The
2: the, the, the pick was so bad because it's two games in a row where he just never stared down and never saw the safety. Now I did talk to matter of the game, and it wasn't. Excuse making. They honestly felt like that Joe got so, just so amped up after the uh, the, run. the run where he you know stood over the guy and was mouthing and stuff. That where was that just, first drop? That, of the game? That, <laughs> that like basically like he just it was yeah, all but, adrenaline. Didn't see anything. But he's
1: twenty five. No, a hundred percent. I agree. You mean, you know, I agree. I don't. I mean, finish,
2: I think that's a cop out it, to a degree. Right, but at the same time, I mean, like. You know, I mean, I understand, but it just, you, just you
0: got to be better now. Like, that's two games in he just stared down the guy right across the middle of the field. Didn't see the same. And again, those are mistakes that he wasn't making for the most part at the beginning of the season or really in years past. He'd been doing a good job of protecting the football the last two games. You can't say but that. The question is on on rewatch. How
2: often were the receivers able to get separation and get open? Not, right. not, 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 not not a long. time, and, and there and there and there lies the there yeah. lies the rub, and that's what will be a problem next week at Alabama.
0: They've got good corners, and, and that's and, what Josh we, Heupel will say Monday. Well, I mean, that's part of what he'll say Monday. Well, morning. here
1: here's the thing. Listen, Joe's play is 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 not good enough for what you need for this offense to go. There, there's no question about that. Mm. The receivers have to help him more too. They've got to create some separation. They've got to get open. And doing some, you know, do a better job with with that as well. They're just they're just pedestrian on 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 offense and in, in in the passing game. I mean, there's no other way to say it. It's it's just a per- now. There's a couple times he throws a, a great out, you know, for a ten yard completion. They go, okay, here here mm-hmm. here they go. I still think at some point that people are just going to leave the middle of the field open. And how 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 aggressive is Tennessee going to be? Because where's where's his
0: three? interceptions
1: come from Little the cup. last three games middle yep. of the football field.
0: And, and it, early on in the game, you know, the slant a couple months uh, to Nimrod to get it going and then he just threw one well behind Earl yeah, Keaton. Ball. Just a bad It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, answer me this. You know, we're going to get it. It's probably on the board a million times already. It was in the game thread too. You know, how would you respond to people that said, well, it can't get any worse. Why not Nico? Well, I, you mean, I, I mean, you're, oh.
1: five, you're five and one. <laughs> okay. I think it can get worse. Okay. Um, and I say that because, and I'm, this people are going to take this the wrong way, so I probably shouldn't say this. I, I've seen, I, I saw a, a coaching staff make a quarterback change going to Florida and play a, a Nathan Peterman, who clearly had no business being in the football game. And I'm not saying Nico's Nathan Peterman, yeah. which I know most people listen to this podcast are going to run with that, and that's what they're going to say I'm saying. What I'm saying is, it's very clear, regardless of what they said in the preseason, Austin, about how much they trust Deco, they don't feel like he's ready right now. It doesn't appear that way. Well,
2: yes, and, and I will say – doesn't say, mean he'll
0: be a star. He won't I, be a
2: star. So. I, I, well, I think the biggest thing is, too, you've got to factor in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Like Alabama, when they pulled Milrow, the locker room revolted down at Alabama. They were not happy. And, and they felt like that, that, that Milrow was their guy. Joe, to me, has a lot of these upperclassmen. He has the locker room. So you go and pull him. That affects the whole team. You're 5-1 and one right now. That's right. Like, you know, That's even, exactly if, you, even right. if you lose next week, you beat Kentucky, you're 6-2 and two going to November. Okay. Hello, and you're... this place has sucked for a decade. <laughs> like, they finally got a little bit of momentum after going 11-2. and two And, you and so, like, you, you got to remember where you're at. And so, I get it. Joe, Joe's play the last couple weeks has not been good. He's went from... You know, never throwing interceptions and you know and overthrowing guys to now throwing interceptions. Like I mean, like that that that's what really hurts you, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I think you got to factor in all that. And if you once you go to Joe, like JG was the exception. JG, once you went away from JG, he kind of hung in there. And you know, is Joe really going to hang in there? Like a lot of guys don't. Like if if, you know if if they go to Nico and Nico's not it, there's probably not going back to Joe. And everybody's going to say, "Well, it's okay. You'll you'll live it up." You're five and one. You're not right. And you're again, not the your season's not over. I you're not, not three and four.
0: <laughs> I'm not trying to start something on here. I just I know the board or whoever. No, I, mean, I get the it. They want an answer. They yeah. want change. Yeah.
2: Everybody loves. Hey, listen. If Quinn Ewers, I said this today on Sirius XM Radio. If Quinn Ewers was playing pedestrian football at Texas, everybody in Austin would be yelling for Arch Manning. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they're pretty good, right? They got one loss. So no one says anything about Arch Manny. They don't care. He donated some money to some good job, way to go. But like no one no one's talking about it. That's the thing. Like they're five and one. If they're three and four, I could understand it a little bit. They're five and one. If they start losing, then you'll hear the chance. If they lost tonight, you'll start hearing more chance. But they won. If they win next week, if they win next week for the first time in 20 years in Tuscaloosa with defense, and they win at 17-14. Does any Vol fan really care who took the snap?
1: Well, and, and, but here's the thing is you also get really spoiled. And when Hindman Hooker was 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 and, and sometimes you knew it you you knew Hendon Hooker was a good player, mm-hmm. but you also thought, well, you know, the the system made him a really good player cuz he wasn't any good at, he wasn't very good at Virginia Tech, right? Well, newsflash, Hendon Hooker's a really good football player. Yeah. Really good football player.
0: How about the
2: hand, how about the system of Virginia Tech it just wasn't for him and Hooker?
0: Yeah. That's that's perfect marriage. Perfect marriage. I, I, I think too you know, the same th- same thing with Kamal Haddon. You just remember his mess ups, you'll never forget him. South Carolina last year, the non wrap up in Florida this year. No matter how good he does, he's playing hell of a year so far. He's doing really, really well. Fans remember that. For Joe, you're gonna scrutinize every throw he makes, and that's that's it is what it is, it comes with the territory. First possession. You have a yeah, free that's play. Real- you have a free play. Why not go and put your shoulder down go to the sticks? Well, and then shortly after that, on the fourth down play, I believe, I didn't like the play call whatsoever. There's two guys between him and the sticks, and fans are just saying, why don't you – he just won't run. He doesn't have any contact. In that situation, he wasn't going to go anywhere. He was going to get trucked. But yes. the play before that, the, the the free play that I'm talking about, it just – it makes you look so dumb in the eyes of fans. Well, here's the thing, too. For, for I mean, if you're going to be – what
1: do you call him, Austin? The, the, the prettiest game manager yeah. in football? <laughs> yeah. If part of this is going to be game managed, he has to manage the game better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I thought he was much more decisive in the second half on when to run and, and when not to run. I agree with that. And, and I thought that was a really good job of getting out and, and, and making a positive play, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and again, if if and I mean – if Romel Keaton catches a touchdown pass and he doesn't throw the pick in the end zone, you're probably feeling a little bit different. And but if he but, doesn't stop running there, yeah. But yeah. it's 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 what you're talking about. It's the lack of awareness of where the sticks were. Mm-hmm. It's a free down. Throw it on a free down. Don't don't run it. Yeah. Throw it up. I mean, you, you know, I mean, you might get a circus catch because you have a free play there. It's just some of the awareness stuff that that they he needs to be better at. If he's going to be just kind of the game manager for, for Tennessee, they're going to lean on this run game.
0: All right, so this is supposed to be a mini-podcast. We're approaching 20 minutes, which is fine. Tennessee gets the win. Last thing I do want to say, we, we barely touched base on the run game, but we, we talked about how great Jalen Wright is on this offensive line in that regard. D. Williams. <laughs> I mean, D. Williams changes the game. Brent, I know you're going to write about it. I'm going to write about it. You have a punt where you are the guy that downs the football at the one-yard line. The defense gets the stop. You know, Kamal had that, that breakup on third down you're talking about, you're backed up in your own end zone, you punt it away, you score a touchdown, and, and the defense that continues to make stops and the offense that seemingly can't go anywhere, that play boosted, changed everything, and it came from a guy that maybe has five to six snaps a game. What, what a play.
2: What a play! Well, plays again. He took the fart, he put it in the skillet, <laughs> and he came up with some fried bacon, and it was fantastic, right? I mean, like you know, crispy bacon. Um, you know, he, he was he was outstanding, uh, and It always is. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I thought you know when he started the kick return, I'm like, man, what if he's like really the only offense that he has tonight, right? I mean, like what if he if hauled he that one, but I mean, like that was you're right. The the play by had not set that up. And, and Tennessee, they didn't even attempt to go try to block that. They turned around and started running back to block for, for D. And, I mean, I mean, he's so dynamic and, you know, just just special. Will they work him into the offense at some point? I'm sure they will. It was never going to be tonight. Sure. It, I, if, to me, if, if he's getting an offensive snap or two by November, that would be yeah. outstanding. Well, but, you yeah. know, again. Like, he's
0: out there for a game with a wide receiver. He's, so he's got, when he's he gets the ball in
2: his hands, man, he, he just is shifty.
1: Well, and, and listen, I know Charles Campbell missed a long field goal, which that's two of those, so I don't know what his range really is right now. But he made the two other field goals. But tip of the cap to Jackson Ross. Yeah, the, the Three, guy everybody
2: was ready to run off after right. the first game. It continues to be one Pretty of the best good. weapons right. Tennessee has. Three yeah.
1: punts. Two of them were inside the 20-yard line. He averaged 40 yards a kick. He didn't really have a back there, There's never a return with that guy. Right. And, the way and Texas A&M's punter only averaged t- 32 yards a kick. He had a... He had a rough night yeah, punting did. the football. His, one best, one. his best punt was 38 yards, and D. Williams housed it. That was his yeah. best punt of the night. Was the one D. Williams the line took drive? Out. He one He had
2: one to the. He had one actually. I think went out of the stadium. Yeah. Like it went so high, and and it burned up on reentry.
1: Well, and give Josh Turby, Turbyville some credit too. Yeah, that kid I mean,
2: continues to be a I bucket. mean, he
1: kicked. You know, kicking into the wind, he kicks one through the the yeah. a, after the field goal to give Tennessee the 17-13 lead. Then he comes back, and a and is so desperate for a play, they put the returner back with his back heels at the, at the upright yeah. to catch it and come out, and he still got it that far back there. Um, Tennessee specialists had to win tonight against Texas A&M's return game. They did, and then Tennessee desperately needed to play, and all D Williams does seemingly is make plays. A
2: lot of former Vols here, Trey Smith. Obviously, Eric Berry, what a, what, a, what a special night for him. Um, all the Berry fan, family. And the defense uh, to play that way. Dan Williams, cool. Arian, Arian Foster, uh, uh, you know, Anthony uh, Parker, Parker, and then, of course, the Germinator baby, Constantine Ritzman. He's got a little silver in his hair now,
1: <laughs> but still looks the same. Yeah, there was a ton of former players here. A bunch of Eric Berry's teammates yeah. were, were here and came back to find him. And um, as Art we, Art Evans. Right. Was, yeah, was all, ran, all his guys. That's one the guys he ran with when he was in Tennessee. You talked about it. We talked about it on the two-minute drill, so we won't dwell on it here. A special special weekend for Eric Berry and a yeah. very important weekend for him in Tennessee. There was never a severed relationship. It was never anybody mad. He just was kind of off in, in, yeah, in I mean, Eric land and never guy, around. Big is, deal to get him this back.
2: This is a guy who goes and backpacks through Europe. You know, in, in Asia, and, and and since his football has ended, this is a guy who literally takes no cell phone and drives around the United States just, you know, seeing things and like just kind of just being, you know, being present with himself. I mean, like he's, you know, Eric's a different guy, and and you know, but I I think that a lot of the reflection, I think it hit him this weekend. He was emotional last night when they honored him at the gala. Obviously tonight, um, you know, for him to go down there after the game and and. Sway with the with the current team during the Tennessee Waltz, and then go around like I said, like you know, Cal Ripken high fiving everybody after he broke Lou Gehrig's record. I thought that was fantastic, and again, like I think he's just soaking it up. You just
0: never know, you know, soaking up every minute. Tennessee, a twenty to thirteen winner over Texas A and M, improving to five and one on the season, two and one in SEC play, and this win was so important because again, we know what's coming up on the road the next two weeks: first at Alabama and then to to Kentucky. We'll continue to break down every angle of this football game. There's a lot of different angles. We'll have a couple of different stories out tonight for in the morning. We'll have the day after, Uh, 10 Things Brent he Thinks, the Big Three. We'll have the show tomorrow night. Um, A lot coming your way, plus a lot of recruiting coverage, Austin Price.
2: Yeah, that's right. We can talk to Jordan Ross, talk to Braylon Staley. Tennessee seems like they're really good with both uh, committed guys. Of course, Matt's update with george mcintyre is up on the site right now and then of course we have a slew of 25s that we talked to as well uh tennessee with a, another big re- recruiting weekend before they go on the road
0: for brent hubs awesome price i'm Kane. tennessee a winner over texas a&m here on a saturday night 20 to 13 it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper